Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The technology is called CD-ROM, and it's the new playing field where the video game giants will do battle. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo, and joining me as always... Das Vidanya and Konnichiwa, Tommy. It's Ben Vanell here. <laughs> I haven't played any video games this week, and I don't know why I started that way. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, a man, rounding out the trio, a man who is quarantining himself. We've been watching The Last of Us, which you can listen to us talk about, but um, this man mm-hmm. is voluntarily yep. quarantined. I'm on mushrooms, and <laughs> if The Last of Us has taught us anything, it's don't go outside whilst that, or you'll think it's a, uh, a full-on apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm real sick, but video games never get ill. They just are ill, <laughs> as in the cool way of saying ill. Yep, yep. The this way man... doctors hate. Firing on all cylinders, as you can hear. (laughs) That's my engine. Blowing up, falling off a cliff. (laughs) Yeah, no, but so yeah, please excuse me if I'm not uh, fucking electric. (laughs) Just analog today. Analog content from Noxy. This is real pre-traitorous Dylan shit from me. (laughs) I'm going to be talking about the working class and nothing else. Yeah, you're uh, you're operating by crank today, uh, but we've got a bunch of shit to talk about. This might be the most we've got to talk about, side aside from like the time we did like game awards and a bunch of other shit. That was a big week, but a few games and a bunch of news as well. It's it's time. Yeah. It's video game season, and we're we're getting out the plow. Or I no, love we're yeah, getting we're out the got, thresher. Uh... <laughs> I, I feel like when we started doing this podcast is around when they started making the beginning of the year just as full of games like i remember that Mm. year like 2016 was like the witness and resident evil 7 maybe something like that Mm -hmm. there were like a few big like january february games and it's kind of continued ever since and i really like it back from the days where all games came out september through november right you know not literally but figuratively <laughs> the opposite of literally the literal opposite they were the, yeah like, it was holiday season right it was it was gift giving yeah. season it was gift buying season but now like movies they also they used to dump bad movies in january but now it's like we dump bad movies on streaming once a day <laughs> every day of the yeah. year so uh, been, it's all changed uh, I've been reading a book that kind of goes into this recently about how like when the matrix came out it came out in like may or something which was traditionally like a movie like that would have to come out at summer Mm. and this movie just comes out at this random ass time and then goes gangbusters and it was like one of the first times that studios went, oh, hang on, you can just drop something good whenever you want. You don't need to be beholden to... Mm. Yeah, like Star Wars was that 
oh, you're putting it out in summer, you idiots. Right. Star Wars yeah. is going to flop like it deserves <laughs> to. And then, no, the good, the bad guys win and Star <laughs> yep. Wars becomes the biggest media. For, yeah, it's, did you, but I love this 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 early, early deluge thing. It's it's cool. Did you say it Big came time. out in May, Tommy, because it's called The Matrix? Oh, my God. <laughs> is that why they did it? <laughs> because, because also May is one month before summer in America, so it's like, it's not that yeah. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it might not have been made. It was like a. It was like in sort of like what was traditionally seen as like a dead zone. It the wasn't dolphins. coming out in like mm. a hyped period. Yeah, there's another alternate universe where that's called like October. The robots are coming, <laughs> and then they put it out. Then Octobots. Yeah, Octobots <laughs> isn't bad at all. Yeah, actually, yes, it is. I'm just fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I thought I slipped Diagnosis. one through to the keeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did, what? and then the keeper went, "Ah, oh, whoops." <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of, um, we we didn't we didn't talk about this at the time, and I was actually just thinking about this this morning. Mm. Um, speaking of things kind of coming out at weird times, uh, the follow up to Golf Story Sports Story, which uh, yeah. I was really looking forward to playing because I loved Golf Story. We never really covered this when we came back from the the break, but um, it just kind of dropped randomly on December the twenty second. Just like that day, they announced that they were putting it up. Very weird time for something to come out. Didn't really get much attention, but then uh, the people who did play it were reporting that it was super buggy, not running very well. Mm -hmm. And then uh, some people discovered this like hidden room in the game where, did you guys read anything about this? Mm -hmm. Where it's like a, a thing that you can stumble across where it's like a bunch of developers in the game working on a game where they're all kind of talking about how the working conditions are really bad and they're being forced to, like, rush this game out. Really, really bizarre story. Yeah, I remember seeing something about that that was... I'd seen two two different interpretations of it of, like, yeah, this is them secretly crying out for help or whatever, and then another one being like, yeah. they put this in as kind of a tongue-in-cheek joke. Right. As, as like, both. Obviously about a loaded issue. Mm-hmm. Which is when but you I get believe... an issue with uh, gravy and bacon on top of it. Oh, <laughs> yum! <laughs> uh, I believe it's been patched out since yeah. right, being yes. discovered, which would maybe lean more towards the theory that it was the cry for help thing rather than the little joke. And the fact that you had to do like a very precise <laughs> kind of weird set of inputs to uh, to to find it. But um, yeah, disappointing that uh that people seem pretty uh pretty cold on it because mm. uh, yeah, I just thought. Thought we should, thought it was worth bringing up because it is a weird kind of story, and also, yeah, I was kind of talking about that game for a while, and it was definitely on my radar. And then, yeah, everything I yeah. heard about it kind of made me go, ah, not might give it a miss. Seems Golf a bit Story of a shame. was a big one for I think mm. both of you, but I particularly remember you, Tommy, being really into it. Yeah, wasn't there and also this, this one? Seemed... There was a game released like in September or something last year called like some other something else, some other sport, yeah. right? Like like soccer story. And it and yeah. all the key art looks physical the same, activity like the logo tale. looks the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yes, and it was like it got like sixes. It's got like fifty six percent on uh, on Metacritic, mm. and it was like, I guess story is not patented, but this feels like a shitty, you know, like a shovelware, like a you know, yeah. the the last fantastical 
you know, JRPG seven, you know, like just a, a rip off of yeah. of a title and chucking it up on there to yeah. fool to fool grandmas and uh, young children, right? Like all those types of like mobile games called like Fast Car Thief and, and yes. whatever. Mm. Yes, all uh, um. Crime boss Roque City. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, there's there was some um, gameplay footage of that, uh, and was it's it like really? it's like yeah, it's like payday. <laughs> yeah, right. That makes sense. Uh, like it looked. I don't know. People were like, "This looks shit," but I was like, "It looks like every sort of like team based online shooter, you know, where you go around doing uh, objectives." Um, to me, mm. um, just that. Uh, yeah. Now that you reminded me, Knox. But I also thought that yeah, soccer story coming out sort of diluted any general interest around sports story. It really was like, oh, it feels like this game already came out and it was bad. Well, it was it was sitting on the eShop for ages with just the listing of the release date as just December with no actual date. Right. I was like, when's this game coming out? And then I was wondering, like, is it just because Soccer Story had come out and was really shitty and they were like, well, we're just going to get – if we it, people are just going to mistake it for this – Anyway, like, it, right. yeah, I don't know. I'd love to know what the story was, and then all of a yeah. sudden, just dropping it on December the twenty second. Like, I mean, as much as we're saying stuff can just come out whenever, I truly <laughs> think that like December the twenty second is the exception to that idea. Even yes. even four days later is that's when the Lord of the Rings movies came out. I remember Boxing yeah. Day being the big Lord of the Rings <laughs> yeah, day for my family. Oh, and like you know, kids might be getting and many switch- others <laughs> switches for Christmas, like day after mm. Christmas. Perfect time to release a game. Um, mm. But yeah, the, the the exact day when everyone is traveling to some place to spend their holidays is the worst time to release a game. Well, those kids with those new Christmas switches are going to have more to play from uh, a little company called Microsoft. <laughs> a little oh, company? It sounds like you sound like some one of the people representing them in the uh, antitrust. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> baby a company who little... never did nothing to nobody. <laughs> Just a little upstart, <laughs> bunch of, you know, passionate gamer fans who want to make something of themselves and a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what we do. We called our things that type words, word. We're <laughs> stupid and dumb and please let us buy Activision for yeah. the most money imaginable. Yep. Um, so that's had another little wrinkle in it uh, in the past 12 hours. Yeah. Brad Smith tweeted out, I guess this was like the... the, the form that the announcement took was this tweet mm-hmm. uh he's from microsoft he's not just some guy uh well he is just some guy who works at microsoft and brad smith is such a some guy fucking name <laughs> yeah and he <laughs> to the point where even the brad smith who holds a very high what is his exact job title at microsoft something high up him on he on twitter has to be brad smith which is, I thought, he's the vice chair and president. He's the president, of Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll read this out. Uh, it's got the Microsoft and Nintendo logos down the bottom. Microsoft and Nintendo have now negotiated and signed a binding ten-year legal agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo players the same day as Xbox with full features and content parity so they can experience Call of Duty just as Xbox and PlayStation gamers Keep enjoy Call of Duty. My PlayStation's name out of your mouth. How dare <laughs> you? We are committed to providing long-term equal access to Call of Duty to other gaming platforms, bringing more choice to more players and more competition to the gaming market. So 
And the actual, that's like a, one of the pictures in the tweet that says a longer yep. thing at the top. Thing above says, we've now signed a biting 10-year contract to bring Xbox games to Nintendo's gamers. This is just part of our commitment to bring Xbox games and Activision titles like Call of Duty to more players on more platforms. Obviously a thing that they've said they want to do for years and have their games everywhere. Like mm-hmm. Phil Spencer in particular has been out there saying like, I, I, I love to put my... I love to spread my seed, as I believe the way that he says it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he like, likes to sow his wild oats, I think. But yeah. he... Uh, and he's got has, so has... many children all around the world as well because he loves to fuck without any protection. As well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They should bring that up in the court <laughs> thing. Be like, I need this money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he like has always been pushing, and, and Xbox has always been pushing that thing of we just want to get our games in front of as many people as possible. And But them doing this right now in this way with Nintendo, who they're closer with than Sony, mm. they've had Minecraft on the Switch already and stuff like that. They are clearly, this is a... Look, we mean it. This you don't need to worry about antitrust stuff. Call of Duty will be everywhere. We're not we're not keeping it all in the walled garden, um, and because that decision in the EU uh, is is in April. They're in Brussels. Yeah, wow. Determining whether they can do that Activision takeover at all. Um, so this is, you know, smart and and ten years of contractual obligation to it seems like a long time, but when that 10 years is up and call of duty is still massive Mm. and then they go, now it's just on Xbox potentially. Yeah. Then you're still Mm. in the same situation. I I am sure Sony is trying to argue. And I guess it's like Nintendo is not the Nintendo switch is not at parity with the Xbox consoles or the PlayStations, you know, like it is a completely different experience. Yeah. It's like great for handheld gaming, uh, if you're specifically wanting to play a Call of Duty, you know, on the bus uh, or at the back of your classroom or whatever, but it's not, it is not the same experience as playing it on a PlayStation. And that is what they're trying to stop. They're trying to get away with stopping that from being uh, the case. I wonder if it would, their plan would be to have a streaming thing like with Resident Evil and stuff like that that's oh, been yeah. on the Switch. Or, I mean, they've done a whole bunch of pared down Call of Duty ports in the past. Um, but yeah, that thing of like same day and date and the exact same experience is mm. like, how? Do yeah. you know some that secret is, yeah. about the Switch no one else does? Why are you <laughs> yeah. doing that? Yeah. That's great to, to do, imagine the developers just being blindsided by this press release and then just like oh. having this <laughs> workload dropped on them like, we promise that day and date you will have the same Call of Duty on the Switch and them just going, we don't want to do, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless there's a new Switch coming. Oh, my oh, God. You heard it here first. <laughs> Five and a half years ago. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it's like it's a... If you're in, if you're like I, I think I said like last week, there are certain experiences or games that are great for people who only own a Nintendo Switch, right? Like there are features and price points and stuff that are like awesome. I get to have. I think maybe we're talking about the new um, online um, pass expansion game accessy stuff that that they did um, mm. recently mm. with the Game Boy stuff. Um, but uh, I think it's like the top. The headline of this is like. Yeah, Microsoft makes another shrewd manipulative move in court case. Right. Yeah. And, like, it's also shrewd for them to put their games in as many places as possible, right? Mm. Because it, they mm. sell them. It's, like, a similar thing. with. So I didn't end up making the 
insane decision to buy a PSVR right away. Mm-hmm. Not that it's insane. I wish I was doing it, but I got a wisdom tooth that needs dealing with. But when that's out, <laughs> if there was a fucking dentist simulator day one, and Ooh. I could then maybe do that, play it in mirror mode so I can do it on myself in front of the mirror. <laughs> yes. Then yep. things might have gone differently. You but could I'm not Twitch stream PSVR. it. You could get. You could do Twitch does dentistry. That'd be sick. I wonder if, <laughs> if, if live surgery is against their terms of service. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, that one of the things with that that you know isn't necessarily technically uh, a walk in the park is that if that was a PC headset at the same time as being a PlayStation One, mm-hmm. I would have bought it, right? Because mm. and but PlayStation values their walled garden mm. in a way that Microsoft seems to not not value but be aware that there's money to be made in other places so like that they, they, they do genuinely seem much more open to putting their stuff all over the place at least at the moment oh uh yeah i mean it's sort of the same with their approach to game pass they want people to subscribe to that service they're not too fussed about mm. whether or not they have people buying the xboxes like they've got that smart tv app that you can do that your cloud gaming on like they are way more yeah, forward thinking about like just have the games wherever people can get them, and that's what yeah, right. that's what and we're going to get people on. It does mean that Xbox Series sales, as kind of I think we all probably intuited, are going down a lot quicker than PS5 sales. Right. Because mm. if you've got a decent PC, you can play those games. If you've got one of those streaming things, you can play a lot of those games. Like if the if the hardware. If you also are an enormous company that manufactures a whole ton of hardware already and it's relatively easy for you to scale up or down that production... Uh, anyway, it's all very very complicated and I'm glad I'm not in Brussels. I don't well. know. It looks it looks like a nice city. Uh, I, just as a like uh, uh, a, side, a side fact, um, talking about sort of your declining sales of, of um, Xbox hardware and game stuff in general, I saw a little graph today. And I'm looking at it again right now. Whoa, double graph day. It's double graph day. Get a load day. of the graph of the number of times Fuck. Ben has seen a graph today. It's He's a, gone back it's for another look. It's a bar look. up to two. <laughs> uh, yeah, this segment brought to you by Tom Cashman. Um, it, it's a graph of the physical game sales for PlayStation over the past four years. So back to the start of 2019. Um, okay. And the third quarter of 2022 was the highest it has been in that entire time. Uh, it's like compared to third quarter 2019, it's like almost double. So right. PlayStation and Sony in general's approach when it comes to, yeah, their specific hardware, their, their um, yeah, their walled garden, their exclusives, you know, that's, that's the, you know, the, the key thing to this. Uh, they're, they're going gangbusters. They're going up and up. They kind of, yeah, had a dip, obviously, in the the uh, the middle of COVID. But yeah, th- this one, this approach, which is the traditional approach, right? It is, yeah, it's still and kind even, of going okay. Even more of a focus for Sony than it even used to be, because like I think Sony and Nintendo are pretty much level in people's perception of them as the place where there are exclusive games they want to play. Yep. You know, yeah. mm. it's always been Nintendo's thing, but also without any third party stuff. Mm. <laughs> Not any, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So, mm. it, yeah, they. It's 
all of them are controlling, obviously, because they're big businesses and businesses are innately evil because nobody has any actual responsibility in them. So it just turns into a monster. But like, that's right. They, they are businesses be lying. I'm. <laughs> That's that's me. I don't know if it's the codril talking. Wow, it's unlocked his ability to, to speak like uh, the great departed. Um, fucking yeah, Carlin's back. Yeah, no, not Carlin. What was the other guy that everyone? Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Oh sure. You, you're doing Bill Hicks. You got nah, a black t-shirt dead, on. Carlin's back. <laughs> um, is that, but yeah, no, I is that why you're sick today? Is because today was the day you were going to pick up the PSVR two, and your body is like just you know <laughs> has just gone into. It's just gone into decline because you didn't go through with an outrageous purchase. It honestly might be just a physical outpouring of grief. <laughs> yeah. Which we should say, like, yeah, we uh, we were talking a bit about this in the lead up, but um, you know, the reviews are out. People are pretty positive on the on the tech. Apparently, it looks great. It's uh, it's very impressive. Once you got the thing on, it doesn't seem like Horizon Call of the Mountain, just based on the you know the reviews that are out there. It's fine, but it doesn't seem like it's the uh, absolute home run that you would need that game to be if you're, mm. if it's the only kind of ex- truly exclusive thing for it. It seems like they were really betting big on that being uh, a bit more of a, a home run uh, than it is. People, yeah, people seem to like it enough. I, I saw a this showed up in my feed. There's a um, I sent it to you guys. It's like a PSVR2 fan group on Facebook and there's a post from the moderators going, this is like yesterday going, yeah, I've already uh, deleted a couple of posts here and guys, let's just try and remember that this is a fan group for people of the VR2 and uh, we don't need any of the negative posts in here. So it's like even it's dissent even within a a designated fan group for this thing. People are already turning on it in there, which I I found funny. To be fair, that isn't necessarily a feature of the PSVR 2 so much as if you make a group about almost anything on the internet, the True. fourth post is like, very disappointed to see what some <laughs> members of this group think is appropriate to post when it's like, That's true. Oh, trolley, trolley put a backerers near Kmart, hooray. Like any, <laughs> any internet group will immediately eat itself. Yeah, for sure. Except our fan group. Yeah. That's the one oh, yeah. where I haven't seen it happen yet. But yeah. we've been in the position where we're seeing those messages that we're deleting as quick as we can if we need That's to. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a shame. I, I, I'm, I, There's so much stuff about it. Like, technically, it looks cool. I really, uh, when I was thinking of a world where I had one on my face right now, mm-hmm. The, the, the theater mode 2D play your normal games with like a good OLED screen at 120 hertz type stuff. That was appealing and apparently works yeah. very well. And like right. the screens are crisp and, and, and everything. So uh, it's a shame, but we'll, 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 we'll all end up with them one day, possibly if there's good games come out for them and they get yeah. cheaper. But yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It just seems meantime, like a crazy move. It's a big ask. Anyway, sorry. Mm. Well, right now. Uh, there's there's some shit that I might have eventually bought on my own anyway, if it weren't for the fact that the company Elgato, who we've talked about before, oh here, yes, uh, has sent us all out some stuff to review. And yeah, to be clear, Elgato sent us this. Yes, doesn't affect the way we talk about them. If I want to talk shit 
bitch, you can't stop me. That's why you want to send me this stuff, because I'm the dangerous podcaster. That's right. We live on the edge, and people know that we speak the truth. Um, anyway, I quite like this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a funny email to get through because, and like, you know, I didn't certainly reply in good faith and very happy to to get this stuff. But like, yeah, I think uh, the, the, the Elgato rep was like, you know, would you like to try out this these new releases in the line of, you know, microphones and microphone arms? Uh, to talk about on the show. And I, you know, I replied and was like, yeah, absolutely. And I was said, like, we already use your stuff. Uh, we've already bought a bunch of it and, and we like it. Um, but, you know, like, we'll, yeah, we'll, I guess we'll talk, we'll review it on the show. You know, it's like, it's like, I, I guess we'll, we'll provide a, a journalist. It's like, yeah, but I, w- I was going to say I liked it anyway when I bought it. So, you know, sucked in, yeah. gave it to us for free. This is this is ha- this has happened. This isn't the first time this has happened. This happened again to us today where we got a message from a, a kind uh, oh, yeah. listener offering to give us something for free that we <laughs> we already have paid for. That's the only kind of cash for comment stuff we get on this show is stuff that we've already <laughs> invested our own money into. But it's the only way to keep yourself completely... Yeah. Free of any kind of uh, yeah well, integrity to, be very, yeah. Like, to make it extremely yeah. clear because people are often dumb as shit. We don't get paid. <laughs> this stuff is sent to review, yeah. and we are going to be honest about it all of the time. Yeah, um, I, mean, the, I see a lot of people on Twitch who uh, half of their content is them reviewing stuff and not disclosing that they got it, you know, for free from a company that also pays their yearly salary. So I am very happy to, yeah, be very upfront and be like, they asked if we asked us if we wanted to talk about it on the show. They sent it to us for free, and uh, but there's no, yeah, that's how we got it. So we're going to talk about it honestly. I've also gotten, you know, I've gotten an STI for free before. And I mm. dealt with it, but I don't have good things to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. recommend chlamydia. <laughs> okay. Wow. So you keep in mind, chlamydia. if you ever see Ages ago. Anyone... I'm sick for a different reason now. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> if you ever um, see anyone being like, I love chlamydia, you know <laughs> that they're in the pocket oh, of big chlamydia, and that's, that's the right. only reason they've given the glowing review. That's right. Yeah, they're getting paid by big clap. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the things we're talking about, uh, so like the new part of it or the newish part, like some of it has been out for a, a year or more. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but there's a, a a microphone called the Wave DX. Uh, yes. And that was sent to us as part of a set with the Wave XLR thing, which is a, an mm-hmm. interface for an XLR microphone, which is a type of connector. If you don't know, that switches it. Uh, it's an it's an analog audio format that then translates it to digital to plug into a USB port of your computer. Yeah, and uh, we each got um, a uh, a microphone arm thing to talk about. There are two variants: a low profile one, which uh, sits like just above where a keyboard would end. It's right. maybe I don't know eight centimeters off of the desk or something like that, and swings out. To sort of go go under your screen, essentially, right? The mic, yeah. the microphone, like points up. The arm is underneath what's visible on screen. Yeah, yeah. and then the other one is just a, a regular one. The it's a regular. Got yeah, I got the big old one, um, just because I like my desk space, and it's yeah, it's like a, just a big classic mic arm that fucking goes out a long ass way. Like I'm kind of leaning back 
now. I'm not sort of near my desk. And um, yeah, Ben's been doing this whole thing like he's like he's in an '80s movie where he's gotten detention. He's been <laughs> chewing up and spitting spitballs. Feet are right. on the desk. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, my beautiful desk is now covered in shit because of my dirty shoes. But yeah. um, it's good. I didn't. I, it took me a while to figure out that you can take off the top strip, the strip of rubber. And then you put your cable through it like that, and you uh, cover the cable up with a little rubber strip thing, which is very yeah. sick. I just had the to cable fair, dangling well. free for a while. They they do send you instructions with that, so you aren't forced to figure it out. No, I looked at the instructions <laughs> and I couldn't tell what it meant. Well, actually, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't find where they referenced them for a little bit, and it's two pages. So again, maybe this is on me. Um, but I like no. it. I've been I've been considering buying one of these already because of the yeah, like. The times that we do have to record remotely like this or, uh, say, when a giant pandemic uh, hits the entire world, uh, I always mm. wanted one. And they were kind of hard to get. A lot of them sold out through like places like Amazon and shit. So I kind of had to wait, you know, a couple of years. But um, I like this one a lot. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how, how it stands up to repeated use. Yeah. Um, the thing, so far, like, so good. These, these types of products in particular, like audio in- interfaces and... Mm-hmm like XLM microphones and stuff, there it's there's so many competitors and mm-hmm. there's lots of them that are great. Like the thing we've used for ages is uh, an H6 Zoom. Zoom is the name yeah. of the company, nothing to do with the um, oh the, yeah, the video the online call thing. Yeah. It's an audio company. They make a bunch of them called the H and then a number and it relates to the different inputs and whatever. But those also work as an audio face. I've used that before. And to be fair, the first time I did that, it fucked up my voice and I was talking like a Darth Vader for the whole time because the <laughs> sample rate was wrong. Yeah, So it wasn't exactly plug and play. But those and like Shure uh, SM58 microphones are the thing that we're recording this on that you're hearing our voice on other than Ben's now. Yeah, my voice um, is coming through on this microphone we're talking about. It's like the Wave DX, I think three, right? There's been a bunch of them. I think so it might the, be... The th- yeah. The three is the USB microphone. This is different because it's an XLR. That's the DX oh, right. thing. Oh, cool. Um, okay. So those Wave ones are USB compression mics, I think. And this is a uh, f- fuck me if I don't get all these terms jumbled up. <laughs> but like, I think a dynamic microphone. Just the the different oh, types yeah. of technology it's using to register input. But it's really good quality. Uh, I've did a few practice records and stuff like that even though i'm not recording into it now i'm using it for the the call that we're doing right and that xlr unit audio interface thing is also a great option for that i mean again there's a lot of options for that but this the the thing that i've liked about the elgato stuff i've bought in the past is Mm. how simple and plug and play and painless it is yes and these are 100 those with like reliable quality that is kind of pretty idiot proof to use like yeah it could be complicated stuff a lot of this thing yeah um, um like i i was in jb hi-fi the other day and they have you know in the gaming section i think at the in the gaming section like a little little stand or a little like whole shelf section of like yeah streamer stuff and there is a bunch oh, of yeah. it that's like i guess unless you know it's it looks as appealing as everything else, but you're like, that's a fucking made-up brand. That looks like a cheap piece of shit. And Elgato is always the one where you're like, oh yeah, that's the, the you know that's the high quality one. That's the bankable one. Mm. It's kind of like it's kind of yeah, it's similar to Apple Knox in the sort of plug and play idiot proof. Uh, and, what... and and the nice design of it. It's not something I'm ashamed to have on my desk. 
No, and that's often the comparison people make. They say it's like streaming Apple. Oh, okay. Um, I ge- genuinely thought I <laughs> had thought of that then. <laughs> <laughs> You've got uh, a, a lot of extremely boring YouTube videos to watch before you catch up to the uh, streaming <laughs> equipment discussing discussion space. Um, yeah, no, they, I, I just uh... realized as well mm. that the fact that I'm saying the reason I'm attracted to them is because they're idiot proof <laughs> is me saying I, as an idiot, need yeah. these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You've got your bottom, I, uh... but, like your, bo- your low bar has been cleared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I use mine to do some, a uh, little bit of voiceover work for my comedy festival show that people can come and see in Melbourne. And it's mm. also in Adelaide next week. And, uh, so you can judge the quality in that show for yourself. And also, speaking of uh, live comedy performances. Well, just quickly, there's a bit more about this. Don't you fucking rush me, Tommy. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought I he might have just been doing a plug inside a plug and we would have got back to the Elgato stuff. No, that's so mm. dangerous. <laughs> Putting a plug inside, you can only have one if it's drawing this much power on a power strip. I guess if you um, die inside the, the second plug, you die in the outside plug too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. unless it's April, in which case you're fine. It hasn't come out yet. Um, I just wanted to say that the... Um, my my favourite thing about these audio things from Elgato in particular is the Wavelink software that they've got that Mm. is like you can't use it without having an Elgato thing plugged in, which I'm not sure if there is a hardware reason for that or if that is just to create the reason for you to have to buy an Elgato piece of hardware. It does interact with other stuff once you've got it going. Um, But that shit's great. If you're streaming or recording videos or whatever on Windows and anywhere, it is uh, fucking annoying to separate different... Uh, audio sources from one another to have one coming through to your ears and then a different going to the recording or the stream or whatever. Yeah. This Wavelink software, and I've tried to use others like fucking voice meter banana and and those sorts of things that are named by lunatics. (laughs) The Elgato Wavelink software is real simple and I really, really like that as as a... audio routing software mm. in, on 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 your your PC that shit's great and oh, that yeah. comes with yeah this wave xlr thing which is to be clear an xlr interface you can use any mic with or if you get one of the usb mics it, that that activates that too yeah right um and yeah we've both had capture cards that are elgato for years like yeah. like all of the stuff that we capture like that is not on Windows, where I I just we tend to use OBS, but like all that console stuff is uh, is Elgato. So yeah, uh, and like as we said, we'll be honest. And if any of this breaks in the next three months, <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll find out about it. Well, you'll hear yeah, about like, it. I don't think <laughs> yeah. I think the prices are fine, but like especially for the microphone, I don't think there's anything that necessarily sets other than having it look nice with your like same stuff sets it apart from using like a stage microphone. Like we often do. Yes. Um, so that as an individual sort of product, I think is equal with its competitors, but I don't think is necessarily like far and away better. Like that wavelength software is Mm -hmm. or, um, Mm. like the, the XLR interface as well is is decent only has one input, um, good big knob on the front to do levels and stuff quickly yeah. and split between your headphones. It's a push push button knob where you can switch from the mic volume to your headphone output volume to 
some other third thing. Like the the mix between those two oh, in your right. headphones. That makes sense. Yeah, is yeah. what that third one is, and it does give you like phantom power for your things. Yeah. Also, just the, the the mic arm is rugged and it's high quality, and I've replaced a Rode PSA one with this, and that Rode mic arm is like the the other the the big one that people tend to use. Right, right. Um, and I think I prefer the build quality of this, and always found that one just a little bit awkward and. Uh, springy and yeah this this does feel like if you go all right i've got the money to shell out on this and i want to do it for real this is the best that i could imagine a mic arm being which is not to say i'm coming my dax over it but i'm just saying like great there's nothing (laughs) bad about this that draws back in any way from the potential money i would have outlaid on it you know it's like yeah yeah, it's fucking Mm. solid Mm. I do think that I've always wanted from my comms a little bit more of that thing that everyone seems to be able to do in Frasier. Any show about a radio show, they're just moving okay. the mic arm around like it's suspended in weightlessness. And oh, yeah. this, yeah. the low profile one at least, you know, it needs to be tightened up on its joints and you can't really adjust it just just thoughtlessly. You've got to you've got right. to pay attention to what you're doing. This also, big the one. Magnetic- clip things kind of come off with the xlr cable going through yeah mine has mine hasn't done that maybe i shoved them in too hard but this one the the high profile one because it is literally it's just it's it's like a desk chair you know you slot it into the base and you don't screw it in it's just the weight of the thing that's holding it down so this swivels yeah. like a motherfucker uh which i like as well that it, that, that does it is reminiscent of the <laughs> of the of fraser aka that's like anyone who works in radio <laughs> That's like me. <laughs> I'm just being kept down with my weight and I can swivel like I want. Never attached. <laughs> never held down. Don't try to. I'm a free bird. Um, if you like free bird, you might have yelled that out live at a concert. And if you feel like going to a live concert, but music's not your thing, you prefer live mm-hmm. podcast concerts. Mm. Tommy, I think you were bringing something up before <laughs> that I made you shut the fuck up about. <laughs> something that does bring money into our pockets. Yeah. Yeah, to we be got clear, our, we get paid for the stuff we do live. <laughs> we got our live show coming up Sunday, April the 2nd. Yes. At 3.40 p.m. How did you re- re- remember that? 3.40 p.m. <laughs> I don't know. I crazy. don't know. <laughs> um, at Comedy Republic in Melbourne. Uh, tickets are on sale now through their website, comedyrepublic.com.au, I believe. I think so. Um, you can get your tickets there, and there's also a streaming option if you are in other parts of the world. Uh, yeah, tune in. Tune in wherever in the world you are. I believe you'll have access for a little bit if you can't mm. watch it uh, directly live. I think last uh, time, time it was zone. up there f- like on demand for 24 hours. So I assume yeah, it will right. be the same thing. I think last time, yeah, we, cool. we, we asked, we made sure that that would be available. And, uh, if you did check last week for streaming tickets and they weren't there, uh, they are there now. Um, so if you're an international, it's, uh, it's like early morning in America, late night in the UK or vice versa. Um, so I, th- I think it's, yeah, like nine forty PM the day before, so it'll be your Friday night, like Pacific time US. Right. So probably early morning in the UK. Sure, sure. Uh, but yes, it will also be available for um, for another day or so if you can't make that specific time. 
And if you don't want to stream it, well, I mean, if if you're nearby is what I mean. If you please want to stream it, <laughs> but if you're nearby, we'd love to see you come down. It's great to have people there. Yes. Um, and it's it's really fun, like chatting to people for a bit afterwards and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. So please, please do come down if you're around uh, April 2nd at 3.40 p.m. Yeah, it would be great. I, I think it's the only thing Knox and I are doing live during the festival, during the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Um, unless there's a secret gig that you haven't told us about, Knox. Uh, no, during that during that span of time, yeah. Not that this is necessarily, yeah. <laughs> or and unless I've forgotten something that I've agreed to do, um, yeah, that'll be the time to come and see Knox and I during the festival. So, um, three uh, forty p.m. April second, comedyrepublic.com.au. We'd love to see you there. Yeah, I sure Guys. would. I don't, know, I don't want to speak for anybody other than me, but I sure would. Well, I already said that I that I that, that well, I said we would, I guess. So, but I include myself in that happily. Tommy, you're the I, only hey, one. You know what? Lump me in there. <laughs> Chalk up another one. Uh, you know what? While we're here, while we're talking about this sort of stuff, oh yeah. Uh, you know who else you could go see live? Someone with. Clean, shaven pubes. <laughs> I'm sure there are many options for locations in your yeah, area yeah. where you can see live nudes. And yeah, I mean, if you're if not I- seeing them, if you're not seeing the lack of pubes, if you're just seeing a person who has taken care of them, uh, perhaps using a product we might just uh, very soon talk about, come to our live show. <laughs> yeah. If I were ever going to be a live nude, the only way I'd trust my genitals to stay smooth is with Manscaped. Mm. Uh, they are still supporting the show and we're still supporting them because they're still making good products. Uh, Manscaped, this, this one is an ad. <laughs> yeah, this to the is one an before, ad. This is a literal yeah. ad. Yeah, but This is free product and we're also getting paid to talk about it. But right. our thoughts still remain genuine that it is a great product that we all legitimately if, do use. If something I hated paid to advertise on this, I'm sure you'd be able to tell. <laughs> I genuinely don't think I'd be able to hide it well enough for that to be an yeah. ongoing relationship at the very least. I mean, but, I don't think that we would do an ad for something that one of us hated. <laughs> I, I doubt it. I, we simply uh, wouldn't happy agree. To, hey, happy to have it come up. <laughs> yeah. We'd love to get the offer yeah. just to see what we could possibly get through the inbox. Yeah. And yeah. Have Manscaped to here. They make good stuff. They're personal grooming uh, products. They make a whole bunch of things. The Lawnmower 4.0 is their like flagship electric Razor, uh, and it works great. It's the best one I've ever used, and uh, all their other products do exactly the thing they're meant to as well. They're yeah. ear and nose hair trimmer. It's, it's good. Um, mm. It's spring. Oh, it's about to be spring. Is it still February? <laughs> what? The- yeah, only just. Uh, it's about to be spring yep. in the Northern Hemisphere. Do a bit of spring cleaning. And, uh, boys, it's come around again. It happened last year. It happened the year before. It's happening this year. It's f- it's fresh ball fall. It's back. Oh, that beautiful wait, copy God. for us. Yes. I, th- I I got so confused because I was already thinking like, cut your pubes off, throw them outside, let a bird build a nest out of them. Mm. But th- those birds have grown up and flown the coop. So this is just chuck your pubes in some leaf matter. Exactly. On the yeah, shed your excess leafage. Um, j- j- just f- uh, there's no sh- word for shaving that starts with F, is there? I wanted to do an alliterative thing with foliage. Uh, um, f- flopping off, 
your hair. Fry that foliage, but you don't fry it, you shave it. No, and the thing doesn't get that hot. No, it doesn't get hot at all, and it's fully waterproof. Um, uh, mm. But yeah, we, we've been using their products for a few years now, uh, and uh, there's been no need for me to jump on the podcast and say this thing broke, because uh, <laughs> none of it has broken. It's been really... Like, you know, I, I use one for a beard trimmer. I use that every day. I think I heard that they're releasing a, a beard trimmer or a, or a facial grooming um, product via the, an now ad we're talking. on another podcast. So maybe it's oh, not out Fucking traitor. <laughs> okay. Well, I, st- I stuck with the client, at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, fantastic products. The lawnmower is great. The ear and nose hair trim is awesome. And you can get all of their shit at manscaped.com. And wait a minute. I just remembered something. <laughs> this, yeah. This ad, this ad copy in front of me jogged my memory. <laughs> I think that you can get 20% off and free shipping if you use the code FILTHY. You're goddamn right. Okay. That's 100% true. Use the code FILTHY and you get 20% off and free shipping. Fuck yeah. And that same word FILTHY, if you go to nordvpn.com slash FILTHY, oh. you get a big fucking deal on Nord stuff, which can I yeah. tell you, I did yesterday. Whoa. I wanted to watch a video that wasn't available in my location okay. on a service that is available in my location, mm-hmm. and you'd think that the two should meet, but yeah. never the twain, yeah. Uh. unless, yeah, NordVPN. So they've got at least one customer from us. <laughs> um, NordVPN.com slash filthy is where I went, because, yeah, it's just like the easiest to use it's VPN a, that I've it's, ever used. It's, it's reliable. cheap deal, right? It's not bad. Yeah. Um, I'd rather them send us some shit for free too, but hey, you can't. There's no such thing as a free lunch, and that's what I did. I ate this computer that I was uh, running NordVPN on, and wow. now I'm in France. <laughs> that's why. We- anyway, I um, yeah, actually recommend it. And the, again, an ad, but NordVPN.com/slash/filthy is where you can go to get a good deal, bunch of free months, yeah, uh, and and a discount, and um. It it just is the the simplest, easiest cross device mm. one that uh, I've interacted with in my life. Three and I've lived idiot, a long life. Three idiot proof things in a row. I reckon that yeah. Elgato stuff, the Manscaped. You can't even. Well, I won't say you can't cut yourself if you try, but you probably it's very safe. And NordVPN. Not to not to lump them all in because the Elgato stuff wasn't an ad. Yeah, yeah. The live is, show. The live, the live show, show was. Not idiot. The live show, not idiot-proof at all. You could very easily purchase a streaming ticket by accident and yeah. turn up at the door and try and get in with that. So we can't we can't in good conscience say that the live show uh, ad was idiot-proof. But, every, but, yeah, three out of four ain't bad. The live show will be proof that we're idiots. So in that way, it will oh, be yeah. idiot-proof. I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Case closed, Your Honor. Because I'm going home because I forgot to wear my pants today because I'm a dumb lawyer. Um, that felt like a long stretch of us talking about shit like that. But yeah, the Elgato stuff is genuinely just like something yeah, I recommend if with like streaming and mics and all that sort of stuff. It all plays in the games. But yeah. Yes. I want to point out again that's separate. Uh, and also, but- I think we don't make mention of this often enough. Yeah. All ninety nine percent of the games that we talk about on here, we all buy ourselves. We, we yeah. buy ourselves, or uh, or we've got on streaming services services that we've been paying for. Uh, yeah. I reckon we get maybe each, maybe two free games a year. 
We tend we to get, mention it when yeah. we get that code too, and it mm. never influences opinions and stuff. I don't know why this is the moment where I'm like, yeah, we better make sure everyone knows this. <laughs> Maybe because I feel like I'm dying and I want to leave behind a legacy. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> the ones that yeah, uh, we get one uh, we get one code for most of the first party Nintendo games, right? And then the rest of us, if you hear us all talk about it, the other two have paid for it. Yes, yeah. and virtually and anything it. else, we're we're fucking coughing up the change for. Which yeah, thank you for being on Patreon and allowing us to do that. Yeah, um, as we did this week. Well, I didn't do it with this because it was on Game Pass, but I played a bit of Atomic Heart. Mmm, me too. Uh, Atomic Heart is... It's been around for a fair while, it feels like, be getting the preview cycle and everything. And yep. a very... Um, I had a very different impression, I think, of what this game was during that preview cycle than how I feel about it now that I've played it. Interesting. Uh, May 2018 was the very first time they dropped the trailer. Yeah, goddamn. Um, a, a, a little bit before E3 that year, uh, probably one of the, one of those other uh, similar events. I can't remember. It's it's a lot less stalkery than I guess that initial thing, which maybe I thought just because it looked like it was a nuclear thing, but it's nothing to do with nukes really. It's all no. robots. It's robots. It's alternate vision of the 1950s uh, Soviet Union. It's not Russia yeah. either. It's it is the Soviet Union at, at uh, an imaginary height of its power. In 1955. Yes. And this is like the phrase that keeps going through my head that I'm sure is um, appearing in other reviews and stuff as well is the Apple of streaming <laughs> <coughs> equipment. Sorry, fucking coughing right in the middle of that. It's um, like we've got Bioshock at home is the not particularly kind sounding way, but like sort of the way I feel about this game that is like a, a great art style and like a really interesting sci-fi setting that's getting expanded upon uh, with interesting, you know, backstory recording bits and pieces you're finding around the world and mm -hmm. like a, a decent story in the background there. Really great music that I'm loving that yes. I only found out after starting playing it. Mick Gordon from, uh, from the Doom games is responsible for. Yeah, not all of it though, right? Because there is orchestral stuff, There is, there is more like sci-fi like 1950s sci-fi-esque um sort of electro poppy music in there as well some atmospheric stuff uh yeah. and there's like soundtrack like there there's needle drop stuff as well you know there there are traditional yeah. russian songs and and stuff so some, i'm like classical bits and pieces yeah. yeah 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 so i i don't actually know specifically which of it he did but it's all good. I, I, it, it all yeah. fits the tone that it is going for, which is ultimately like a, a, a clear satire of um, nationalistic, you know, Soviet, uh, Soviet Union, uh, or yeah, like fifties sci-fi kind of. Yeah, that kind of like we're going to space in sixty minutes. Like we're almost everywhere in the solar system. Yeah, everything's about to kick off because they do have like really high-functioning robots. Mm. That are that are AI robots, and they go haywire early on, and that's yes. your pool of enemies. Is all these different, um, in a similar way to something like a Bioshock, where it's like you know they were obviously originally designed to look like friendly butlers, but now they look like angry butlers because right. they're these robots coming at you. So it's that sort of um, uh, I don't know if dystopia is the right word, but like nice place gone wrong. Mm. 
Well, I mean, um, it's it's it is like that's what Bioshock was, right? Bioshock was just the original one was set uh, a fair bit after things went haywire, so it right. looked more dystopian. This is a utopia uh, that is, appears to be, and I've so I've played like I don't know, maybe four or five hours of it. Like I've had mm-hmm. a couple of really good sessions with it. I only started playing yesterday and had to re-download it or update it, you know, a bunch of times because I don't know why. Um, but several 70 gig downloads. Um, yeah. It, um, yeah, it is more uh, the utopia that whose surface looks bright and shiny, but is very much crumbling away in the heart of it. It is being eaten away by, you know, selfishness and corruption and uh, the misuse of these technologies. It's a bit of playing God sort of stuff, which always backfires in these, yeah. in these stories. Yeah. And it's funny that I'm finding that stuff interesting for the most part. And then there's like this weird 20% of it that I fucking hate that like <laughs> it, cause most of the writing I'm finding genuinely like that era, like Asimov style sci-fi mm. super interesting. And I like the way it's written. I like the way it's presented. It's still doing the, like they're these like little fob watches that are recordings or you can yeah. like hear dead people's thoughts through their brain computer and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Like it's telling it in the, basically here's a recording with some background flavor stuff, but all of that stuff I'm liking. Mm. Um, and then there's like moments of it that are just the most fucking juvenile bullshit that I fucking, re- it's like Duke Nukem level, but like without any, as without the same sense of, um, self-awareness that even something like that had that that's taking me out of that every now and again the main character in particular is just like in the english voice acting as well i think part of it is the um the 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 tone of the the acting as well Mm. he's this dumbass like yeah fuck politics i'm here to shoot ass and kick ass (laughs) fuck you fuck you as well and fuck you and fuck you i have to assume because you mentioned that before i played i think as much of it as you had nox and so then i went in uh i think yeah literally you said it and i i I said i've said it to russian which was i was saying that as i was doing it as i hit a new game so i i hadn't played it um and and I went in, yes, so I'm playing it with Russian language, English subtitles. It can't be, it can't not be a parody. Like, it, it, like the game has such a level of self-awareness about the society that it is casting, you know, uh, the mirror up to, the, that it is, mm. um, you know, parodying. It has such a level of cleverness in the way it's using sci-fi ideas. Like, it, this guy is like... It's, yeah, it's like BJ Blazkowicz, but he's like had brain damage. Like he's and it's just like so way dumb. more on the nose. It's blowjob right. ba- Blazkowicz. Like yes. so you just can't miss it. And I agree yes. that it's like meant to be parody, but it's just not working at all for me because it's right. like so. It feels like thirteen year old who loves South Park having a go at parody. Those portions of it, right? And it's weirdly segmented. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the fucking horny fridge robot thing too is is a similar thing where i'm like right. i get what you're trying to do but i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> so it's just those bits and it's unfortunate because yeah it's like as i'm sort of sinking into it when they haven't talked for that long mm-hmm. i'm like oh damn that's an interesting idea or that's a cool um wrinkle or that's a fun little bit of flavor or whatever in this like horrific world and whatever to be clear right but like, yeah um and then yeah it just it it fucking 
is like it just switches over every now and again to cunt mode <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and takes me out of it. But I, most I, of the presentation stuff is 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 good, which is why it's so noticeable partly too. Yeah, I, I think I don't know, maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but it it, it seems it feels to me of like a really obvious like this kind of person sucks. You're like, there are no heroes in this world. You know, like imagine thinking this guy is cool or a hero. He's a fucking killer. You know, like he's yeah. a soldier in in a in a regime that is bad. And look at how that regime is crumbling in front of you, and how paper thin you know it all was. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am just giving it too much credit. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think it's somewhere in the middle where, like, the second I switched over to Japanese voices for Forspoken, I was enjoying the writing more mm, because, mm, yeah. and it's the reason that, you know, you can have someone who's so funny on Twitter and then they start saying those same jokes and you're like, what the fuck? Because, like, <laughs> it, it, your voice reading jokes is often better than the extremely difficult job of telling those jokes. Right. Mm. And a lot of your, it is... Your, your personal, your, like, internal monologue, you're just the way that you read a joke out. Or uh, read a joke to... Neutral yeah. default voice, like, yeah, it, it can fill in a lot of those gaps for everybody. Yeah. Um, and But, it, yeah, I think it also just, like, isn't... Bits of it don't seem... Um, I think it's a it's a middle ground between like um, how bad I think the voice acting and stuff like that is is reducing the impact of any cleverness and how clever the stuff around it is is maybe elevating mm. the lack of cleverness in those bits. Yeah, because mm. yeah, you're right. Sense. Like We're totally, an effect. totally. Most of the time, it is like pretty on par with and not, like so. I loved Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite. That is one that for many people. It was a clear like not measuring up to the original, but I I loved it, and for me this is this is playing like Soviet Bioshock. It is the same sort of maybe obvious and like trite you know um, satire, but like I'd rather see someone satirizing you know uh, cultural hegemony and uh, fascism like, under the guise of progress, and like I'd rather see that than not than just see mm. a, a more generic sort of thing. And then, yeah, gameplay wise, it's again, it's it is it's Bioshock. I, I'm I'm I do love the level of creativity and innovation that they've put into the the setting and the visuals and stuff. But gameplay wise, it's it's exactly what you think it is if you called it Bioshock. It's that type of shooter where you've got like an interesting arsenal of unusual weapons and yep. some powers and like are having strangely like. I'm kind of enjoying the combat, and then once every time I'm fighting, there'll be something that happens where I'm like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. But most of the time, it's really fun. Does that make sense? Sure, I've had that too. Mm. It's like, why am I stuck in a corner? <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm moving away, you know? So there's a bit of that. And again, this is not, from what I can tell, a huge development team. Um, no. This is like a, I believe, this might be their first major release, um, Mundfish who uh, were based in Russia or were founded in Russia and moved to Cyprus uh, and whose team is, yeah, from, they say their, uh, their development team is made up of people from 10 different countries. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've been willing as I have when I like, I didn't play Bioshock one when it came out, I played it years and years later and right. there are a few technical or uh, just, you know, things that were a bit dated. 
I kind of am willing to forgive it in something that really is so you know transport transportative uh, uh, with its with its style, with its aesthetic, and with the story it's telling. But yeah, the combat is very like you start with an axe, you swing the axe. It's pretty slow, but it's very powerful. You get a few different guns. You zapping doors to open them. It's um, it's good. It's Everyone's... it's creative. It's just not very. It's not groundbreaking, I guess. No, and I do. I I I am enjoying it most of the time though. Like it um is there's enough going on with it, and you've got enough different weapons and enough different enemies and different situations you can be in that like they're all quite um like a little bullet spongy sort of thing. It does feel mm. like everything you're fighting, you're fighting it for just slightly too long. Right. Um, but I am enjoying like the arsenal and the upgrades and the character upgrades and all that stuff is um at this point and we're yeah both still relatively early on in the game it's i think it's quite long um i think it's 20 20 hours um like depending on because there is some side stuff and there's some exploring you can do and all of that because that's the sort of format of it is it's like not quite open world but like sort of dungeon done separate levels that are joined by a kind of a hubby overworldy sort of thing yeah and a small level of sort of resident evil 8 style well you're in this area you want to go to this part of the area oh you've got to find this thing that unlocks that part and while finding that you get you know um set set off to the side by some enemy and then you get it and you go back and now you're like oh here's a new area and another set of things i need to find to unlock so um it but it's like yeah visually i love it i think it's so cool um, I just love like the the opening is so uh, cinematic and, and interesting and the scope and scale of what you are seeing on screen is like mm. why aren't more games like this you know like why don't why are so many set in corridors when you could be setting them in these at least moving through in engine you know cinematics of such visually striking things so mm. I, I I always appreciate that um, even if there's like a you know a frame rate jitter while it's happening because I'm like hey at least it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, most of those sort of uh, like buggy things that you would expect of a game like of this scale made by a, a sort of smaller team, I found stuff with just like audio cutting off all the time and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like little bugs that aren't really bothering me that much, um, but it does have that sort of uh, feel of it of something that is like, yeah, a little... Uh, a little unpolished. A little, yeah, a little unpolished, but not yeah. not in a terrible way. Because yeah, the ideas that are there and like the 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 sort of I guess spirit that is there mm-hmm. for the most part is um, engaging, and like I'm I'm enjoying uh, the combat more than I think if I went and played Bioshock right now. Right. Even. Right, like mm. it, it's it's taking that stuff and doing, or at least as much as like it's taking that that stuff and doing, um, you know, pretty a good enough job. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool, and it's the again, like it's one of those things where the fact that it's on Game Pass, it's just like okay, cool. I don't even have to get the old neurons firing. <laughs> yeah, to be on autopilot. <laughs> um, what else was I going to say about it? Uh, yeah, music is fantastic. I recommend, and it, like it makes sense if a game was written in you know Russian or you know in that other case of a spoken Japanese, chuck on the Japanese voice acting, chuck on the Russian, and mm. and unless you just can't keep up with the speed of the subtitles, which I'm sure you know that may well be an issue for some people. That's okay. Well, I think that's the thing with me where it's like it's all happening so much, and all, there's I want to look at things on the screen so much that I don't want to look at the subtitles. 
I am um, finding it myself does become stopping. A thing where you, yeah, you're just looking at the text instead of the actual yeah. game. Yeah, I'm. I'm finding myself where I would usually my natural flow would be to be continuing forwards through an area. I will stop and read subtitles. I'll stop and make sure I'm getting the context right. for what is happening. Um, but again, like there are other countries in the world, <laughs> they don't speak English, and and if if a game is originally made in a different language, then that's okay. Um, you know what? I'm all for it too. I'll allow it. <laughs> Carry on. Very big of me. <laughs> oh, and I think the other thing with the story is that it's 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 impressive that it can. It's to me at least, it appears to be both a a a, a sort of um, deconstruction of like the Soviet era and like that classic hyper inflation of what might have happened into this crazy sci-fi future. Uh, but it also is like a a real. Uh, corporate America satire, especially totally. all the tech industry, right? Like stuff. Yes, right? totally. Yeah. All the technology stuff. Like the thing that's gone wrong is they let technology into every facet of their lives, right? Very quickly in this, um, you know, alternate history that it's got here. And yeah, totally. It, it, yeah. Um, Dressing up the yeah super like hyper surveillance state as like convenience is uh, yeah it's it's being explored in like a fun and and an interesting way. So give it a crack. Why not? I, if especially if if you fucked with the Bioshock games, yes, uh, this is uh, someone liking Bioshock and trying to make their own game. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah, I would, I'd love to. Yeah, maybe hopefully there's a few patches that iron out the bugs, um, and yeah, I'd, I'd like them to kind of maybe get a bit more funding and a maybe a yeah a, a larger distribution. I guess they're with Microsoft. But you know, a, a bit more stability around the development of whatever they do next. I'd be very curious to say. Um, well if you enjoy uh playing games with Japanese voice acting, as you oh yeah, before that you do Ben. Mm-hmm. Well have I got the fucking game for you. Like hey, a dragon finally. <laughs> I've got the game for me as well. <laughs> I'm so glad they brought a game out in Japan. Yeah. I've, mm. I've been wanting that for so long. It's been like a like yeah, dragon edition. This is the one. So I haven't played this yet. This is the one that was on the PS4. PS3 and 4, yeah. Yep. 3 and 4. And it was like the second of the olden days Japan games, but with Yakuza characters in there. Yes. Basically. Yeah. So yeah. when did you, you, you fired it up last night, Tommy? What did, why don't you uh, lead I, us into this I one? fired it up this morning. I Yeah, right. it wasn't... Uh, weirdly, even though it came out yesterday, it wasn't unlocked on the PlayStation until, I don't know, late last night or something mm. weird like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm still... I, I'm so early on in it, but uh, having played through all of and loved Yakuza Like a Dragon, which I guess is now technically... Like a Dragon Seven, yes, um, uh, and yeah, really loved all of it. Just being back in the zone of how these guys make games is just—it's so good. And it, I mean, a frustrating one to have limited time to talk about for a bit before talking about it on here, because mm. as with all these games in the early hours, a lot of what you are doing is just watching a movie, yes, um, with very little gameplay in it. But um, yeah, it's—I—I uh, I kind of feel like. The pre so yeah, Yakuza Like a Dragon is kind of like a great entry point to the series going forward because it's sort of a clean slate. It's like there's like one character from all the other ones that pops up in it for a little bit, but right. by and large, you it's like a kind of a soft reset. 
It's a different gameplay mechanic, and now they got this one, and then a side story coming out later in the year that are back to the real time kind of combat thing. So, I I get the impression that people that have been playing all of these games all the way through are maybe a little fatigued on it by now because there's so many of them. Even though the sure. stories, I as far as I gather, continue to be compelling, but. Again, they are doing like a lot of the same stuff. Well, because there, there was also the Judgment games. There was two of those yeah. so far. Although I guess that's it, right? Because that actor was caught up in that contract issue. But there was at this yeah, point, yeah, Judgment and Lost Judgment. There's all these spin-offs, and in the interim between all of the original Yakuza's came out, they were remastered and and re-released on a bunch of platforms. So. Yeah. I, I, I guess there was Yakuza 0, um, the prequel, mm-hmm. and, and yep. Yakuza 6 came out within the past few years, uh, and they were both great. I played those, but you're right. There's a, a fucking lot of these games. Especially with, yeah, like, because this yeah. is the, the first time this one's in the West and it's sort of a yes. remaster mm. make, but then there's another one of these that Scuttlebutt is that, or I'd call Kenzan, that, like, yeah. possibly won't come out over here because some of the subject matter in that is maybe not what they would want to put out over here. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they like a couple of PSP ones and all sorts of shit. They certainly d- dally with um, a certain kind of Japanese humor. Uh, and also so some of the stuff that they treat seriously is, um, yeah, it's not always culturally appropriate, I guess. I think that Kenzen one is 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 more along those lines. I don't even right. want to say what it is. Is the level of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this this uh, he starts a podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this <laughs> is a pretty classic. Like, um, what's the era? It's like to- Tos- Tosa or something. Tosa, yeah. Uh, so like that. That's the current emperor. Um, there's guns. Like there's like you know flintlock pistols and shit. So it's not crazy long time ago. This is not ancient samurai era. Um, and yeah, you're introduced to a character. Who has to? He stands up for some some a poor lady and her baby, and it gets him embroiled in a whole bunch of shit. Because he comes back from what being away studying, isn't that? That's the like setup, isn't it, Tommy? He's like yeah, off, he's yeah, off studying yeah. the blade. He has literally been off studying oh, the blade yeah, at the very beginning of the blade game. Blade studier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd love him, Nux. Yeah, <laughs> he's one of you. I've... I've mastered the edge myself, but perhaps there's something I could learn when viewing it through another's eyes. <laughs> so um, yeah, he rocks. Uh, he rocks back up, and uh, yeah, early hours. You're yeah, you're watching a lot of setup movie stuff. Um, you're learning your bits and pieces of combat that'll be familiar to anyone who's interacted with uh, any of the previous Yakuza games, bar like a dragon. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's all your combos. You've got your different fighting uh, styles that you can kind of switch between yeah, on the fly. Which in previous games has been different kinds of fist fighting, but this or like maybe maybe one or two where you have a blunt instrument. This you have a samurai sword. You have uh, a little handgun as well. You can and mm-hmm. there's and and you can do fist fighting. And then there's another one which is like a co- t- combo of both or s- some other thing. But yeah, within all of those like weapon types, there is also yeah combos and moves, and um, it's it's similar to a fighting game in that style. Or more, yeah, I guess it is literally yeah. a beat 'em up, but not one where you have to memorize shit. Like if you just hit square, 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 triangle, baby, you're gonna kill everyone. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm really I can see myself getting hooked in on this already. Like it just yeah, I kind of forgot. 
just how good these guys are at, yeah, just setting up a story and just getting you right in. It's so cinematic. It's so cool. They're like all their, you know, cutscenes and story beats are just like directed so well. Yeah. It's well acted. Um, And yeah, from what I understand, yeah, this is, yeah, it's like people, it's like characters from the mainline Yakuza games like playing. Almost like how Miyamoto has always said that he thinks that, he thinks of Mario as just the Mario games as just Mario putting on a little play. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it's, it's yeah. like um, it's Baloo from the Jungle Book being like Little John in right. Robin Hood. Basically, it is right, right, that right. fun level of like this guy, this archetypical character. But yeah, it's like heaps of the characters from the other games. Basically, yeah, showing mm. up as a, a a cast of players, ancient version of themselves. Yeah. yeah. How is it, because um, this is, is it a remake level, remaster level of, yeah, that game's coming up on 10 years old now, the original, like, how does it How does it look? It looks fucking great. Uh, it looks yeah. probably on par with uh, Yakuza 7, like, lighting effects, the, you know, you can see sweat glistening on skin pores, like, it is textually, oh, yeah. it's great, the lighting is good, you can really see that sweat glistening on these ripped male bodies, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's good, the, the like, interface and all that stuff is is fun, the, the little Photoshop filter effect that happens when you win a, like, a, a street brawl shits me, because yeah. it, it does look very <laughs> tacky and dated, but everything else, like, yeah. gra- graphically... And and control wise, I, I'd say it meets like yeah current standards, if not you I, know, like a year yeah, or two. Yeah, I agree. I think it. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel that way about like all the menu stuff though. Like, yeah, and yeah. it was the same in like a dragon where I think they've just kept the exact same looking and sounding menu from like the very first one of these games because yeah. it's like. It's very, it's very just like blocky, and anytime you select something, it's like whoosh, it's that real sort of like old school f- scrolling through a menu. Yes. Like it makes a sound when you're just like rifling down through options and stuff. So yeah, I, I think, and the same with like the text that kind of like pops up when you get in a little quest, but right. I kind of like that they've just like, they've stuck to their way of presenting them from all the way back when they started making these yeah. Games. You know what? Not to not to loop back on ourselves, but that is something I forgot to say. Speaking of menus of like, fuck, I'm sick of the destiny, move your cursor with the left stick with a controller oh. type of menu now. That's what um yes. Tommy Carter's doing. Forgot to yeah. mention that as just like a not the end of the world, but just like it makes it really annoying to use the menus, which you're doing relatively often. I'll tell you what. I agree. When you're using mouse and keyboard, it's not an issue. I'm sure it flies by. <laughs> it really does. Uh, I di- I also like I started playing mouse and keyboard and switched to controller just so I could like lean back more, <laughs> be more comfortable. God, this cunt loves leaning back. I d- honestly, <laughs> I do. I think it might he be won't... good for my actual back. Um, You're not listening to a word Teach says. <laughs> it's a good way to be. I already know it all, Teach. I know that know it all is a bad phrase, but I literally know oh, all, no. all of it. Oh no! I think this good guy—he's going to tell him to shove it soon. <laughs> Eat my shorts. Um, but no, I agree. It, just in general, if it's like, it's probably games that are either developed for Windows first or just make a terrible decision. But right. stop doing. Just haven't it. bothered to. Yeah. yeah, I've been playing a bit of Hogwarts Legacy, and it's there. You spend a lot of time in menus in that, and it's it's got that thing of yeah, moving yes. the moving a cursor forever. around with the stick, and it is a. Fucking pain in the ass. At least so life annoying. is so hard in <laughs> in Hogwarts Legacy because I noticed that as well. You can turn up the speed, um, but you can't do that oh, in, yeah. in Atomic Heart. 
Um, but yeah, we're both pretty pretty early in like a dragon ish in, but mm. uh, like they have such a good track record. Um, and if you if you even like the turn based one that came out a couple of years ago, mm. still give this a crack. I didn't think I was gonna love going back to the beat 'em up style because I just prefer the turn based JRPG. You know, like that is my my preferred yeah. version of game. But it it has more in common with uh, Ghost of Tsushima than the older Yakuza games because it there's more you can parry you can dodge you can like there is there is more in common with that sort of like pretending you're fighting on like a you know like a 2d plane almost like you're looking backwards or forwards and you're trying to swivel around to anticipate enemies and um it's yeah it is better it's less arcadey and less lightweight than I was expecting it to feel yeah the thing is um I assume this is a really good jumping in point if you've not honked the like a dragon slash yak as a series before this seems as though it's unconnected yeah. to any of the others so like yeah is, yeah. yeah i kind of think like a dragon is the best jumping off point honestly because it's like it's more full flip but i mean i i think it's cool that they've yeah immediately followed i agree with you ben like i do kind of prefer the turn based but i'm also glad to have a slightly different one in the mix to mm. not kind of like burn myself out mm. on that format before they do get around to the next like proper sequels so yeah yeah which is uh, going to be turn-based yeah. i think like all of them from yeah, now yeah the, the main numbered ones are turn-based um i think like a dragon or yeah like a dragon seven yakuza like a dragon uh is is the best uh jumping in point only because it's the best game in the in the series but right this, but this, this one isn't connected so hard so uh yeah uh, solidly to any of the others that you couldn't just jump in at this with no context absolutely and it is like yeah it's literally set before all of them and it is a similar enough game style and the storytelling yeah like you say tommy it is a specific thing they've got going it is a japanese samurai crime melodrama high drama they fucking nail it every yeah very very soapy yes um so going on this and if you like it yeah you'll definitely like the the other ones yeah, a guy in the first like half hour drops an "I'm your father" on you. <laughs> it's oh yeah, awesome. The, the the guy like and again with like the sort of side stuff like the guy you run across very early to who who spends about three and a half minutes explaining that he likes to hide uh, items in uh, ceramic covered pots around town. And yeah. theref- therefore, if you look in any of these ceramic pots that are around town, you might find an item instead of it just being like, hey, check these for items. <laughs> it's so, it's any such game, the character yeah. of this game. Any game assumes that you've not only not played any game in this series before, but literally never played a video game in any way. And yes. this is your... First ever video game that you're engaging with, and yeah, like, you need. Yeah, we'd better explain that these chests have items in them. They ha- there has to be a realistic in-world justification for why there are random healing items in them. This crazy man yeah. who likes to donate his extra shit to random people, um, but yeah. that is that's the tone of these games. Like high drama, as you say, crossed with uh, with low humor, um, and um, mm. and it's always entertaining. So I can't wait for the mini games. I don't know what they're going to be, but they're going to be fucking crazy, I'm sure. Yeah, I hear there's less of that kind of stuff in this, which is it's been harked, harked, marked a little harshly by the big series fans for not having as much of the side shit as these games usually do. But right. also, yeah, man, I sunk hours and hours into Like a Dragon, so I'm not. You know, we I'm can not, always I'm not fussed about load our saves from that and play and play Candy Company 
yeah, <laughs> manager. Yeah, go go karting. Yeah, go go yeah. karting. There are there are a couple in this. There's like a chicken racing is the one that I've heard as sort of like oh, yeah. the you know the big meme one. But you get um, a bit of karaoke in there, I think. Sure. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's some kind of race. There's some kind of not go kart. I, I was immediately realized, but some little racing game. Mm. Um, but donkeys. Uh, they existed back then. You could get on yeah. a donkey. Yeah, I reckon there might have been that a would donkey be cool. or two. Yeah. Um, All right. But yeah, nice. sweet game. Um, Tommy, do you want to talk a, a little bit about Hogwarts Legacy because you hadn't played it last week? Yeah, I'll talk a bit about it. I was gonna, um, I was gonna get a to write a, a review for us. Maybe I'll, I'll try and, I'll try and solicit that for next week. But uh, my girlfriend is just loving it. Um, right. Hasn't interacted with any games outside of Animal Crossing. Um, and yeah, you could, I mean, that's a very specific type of game and what it is. Mm. Uh, so we fired this up and she is just having the time of her life and was sort of mortified when I said to her, guess what? You love Grand Theft Auto. Cause that's right. what this is. Yes. This is a big, this, this template is every game after Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. big map. You're talking to someone, they're telling you to go here then you're doing it. Rinse and repeat. This is Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. It is to speak to kind of what we were talking about last week. It is. It really, if you're deep into the world of Harry Potter, it is. Yeah, we like we got some broomstick riding stuff the other day, oh. and uh, she was just giddy with excitement <laughs> over that. Um, is is uh, is constantly demanding that we play more of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is mad if I'm out because she's not really <laughs> too, too across the like the combat stuff, right? Um, so yeah, it's kind of getting up, but it's you know it's been it's been fun. It's been fun to actually have a a game that is um, the combat's great in it. The combat reminds yes. me a lot of um, Spider Man. You're using your spells to whip people up into the air and then just beat them up while they're suspended in midair and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's just fun to have a game to you know sit down and that my girlfriend is actually yeah engaging with and we're kind of like pushing through the story and just yeah kind of teaching her all that stuff of like okay so these icons on the map mean Mm. they're side stuff you don't have to do to progress the story but you'll get kind of bits and bobs if you do and then this stuff is these gold ones it's like that's kind of progressing things forward and um Got to teach her about the uh, day one update patch when oh, yeah. we played the first twenty minutes of the intro, and then the game stopped and went, "Yeah, we gotta, we gotta uh, install this update file that's gonna take fifty minutes to download." And she was like, w- "Why is this happening?" And I was like, "This is just what, this just happens in every game." And she's like, "Why do you tolerate this?" And I'm like, "It's a, it's a good question." <laughs> I mean, I feel the I same like, way about cooking, so I understand. <laughs> right. like, I know it needs to happen, but this is insane yeah. that a capsicum <laughs> needs to get this hot. Um, I was like, yeah, so we just have to turn this off now and just we just do something else and just we just wait for it to be ready. And she's like, but you but you bought it. Like, you've you've got it from the store on a dip. Like, why can't, we, why can't we play it now? I don't want to wait. And I'm like... Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, just... like, the the leap she's taken from no video games, <laughs> a little bit of Animal Crossing, to full-on, like, physical media is dying and oh, digital yeah. marketplaces are the worst yeah, plague. Yeah. yeah. I think she fired off a few death threats uh, in that 50 <laughs> minutes that we were waiting. So, yeah, she truly is she truly is a gamer. But, um, but yeah, it's been... Uh, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's, a, it's a very polished product... 
other than you're right, Ben, I wish the facial animations and the oh, lip syncing yeah. does kind of let it down a, a, a tad. It's, I wish it's I wish I'd like I'd mentioned this last week a bit more as well. The the map is kind of crazy because uh, the open world stuff, which I got a lot more of in the past week since the last week's episode, it's I've yeah. realized yeah, it's much more expensive than I thought. Um, apologies to all of the listeners who sent me death threats over that. Um, <laughs> slash apologizing like... to your death threaters. <laughs> it yeah. works. Yeah, back down. Keep them coming. I back down. No, they all politely um, and jokingly teased me in our uh, one of our groups. Um, the map of Hogwarts itself is pretty fucked because there's so many physical levels that you can be on, and it's broken up into these small little districts or like sections of the castle. Which, when you even zoom in all the way and you try and like cursor over, say the one that you need to click on to get that area's um, fast travel points, it'll snap to a quest that's right nearby or some other icon yeah. on the map. So it's it's yeah. a little annoying and fiddly, and you probably should have been able to zoom in a bit further when you're at the Hogwarts level of the map, which the map is uh, separated into three sections already. I think you just needed a bit more you know, fine detail on, um, on the map, but, uh, on being able to, yeah, navigate you. Cause yeah, you're, ba- I mean, you're basically just doing that for your, um, your fast traveling yes. quests, but luckily, yep. I mean, you can just go to the quests menu and select stuff from there. Yeah. And, to um, track them. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, honestly, we're finding it, it's like such a nice kind of world to walk around in that we haven't really been mm. doing all that much fast travel stuff. Just like occasionally little bits and bobs here and there, but, um, but yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with it as a game. I think it's, um, yeah, I think they've done a. It's, it's, it's also funny, like explaining to my girlfriend just like what a crazy time it is to be in, where like something like this coming out that is based on a property that people like and it's actually good. Not only is it like good, but it's taken like an extra creative step of going like, well, what if it's not just like some of the plot stuff from the video game right, that we've right. sort of, you know. From the movie, well, Hey, yeah. what, probably it's more interesting to set it in a different time period and you be a different person and all this kind of stuff. It's like just saying to her, like, this kind of stuff just never used to happen. Like, it right. was just a given that if something came out based on a film or whatever that you liked, it would just suck. It would be a cash grab. No care would have gone into it. Um, so, yeah, even just this existing is like a crazy thing. And it, as it turns out, yeah, a lot of the... A lot of the stuff that's in Harry Potter, boy, it translates into some video gamey ass video game stuff. Well, Tommy, like much like your you having to tell your girlfriend that she likes Grand Theft Auto, I'm sorry to break it to you, but you love Assassin's Creed. <laughs> You're a huge Assassin's yeah. Creed fan, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I Take guess that. I am. Take that, bitch. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I guess uh, that is. That's us. Is that us? I think so. That's yeah, gonna do us. For I this played week. a bit of Octopath uh, Traveler two demo and and didn't like it, but I didn't like the first game, so it's not really anything to write home about. Um, but yeah, a few big games. I'm gonna write my parents. I'm gonna let them know. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not gonna write mine. Yeah, I, guess. I did like the first, and I tried a bit of the demo too, and it left me a little bit cold. So yeah, yeah I just I've got it in me to didn't do love a hundred hour. Didn't love the writing. Just felt a bit dumb. Yeah. Felt a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just a just a first draft kind of thing. But um, mm. yeah, that's that'll do us, boys. We've done all the video. That's games. it for this week. Yep. 
filthycasuals.com.au. We've got the links to the Patreon over there if you want to support the show. And uh, in doing so, you can get a bonus episode every week where we talk about movies and TV show and pop culture. Uh, we've also got Clicker I Barely Know Her, our podcast about The Last of Us TV show. Thank you to everyone that's watching that show and listening along with us yeah. and corresponding with us. We're really enjoying getting all your feedback. Uh, we got the YouTube channel, got all the videos up on there, hundreds and hundreds of them of us playing all sorts of different stuff. Ten Dates we is the one that we're sort of doing dates. at the moment. Yeah, yeah mm. yes. We're about to do uh, the second half, the other five dates, I guess. Of the 10. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tickets to the live show, comedyrepublic.com.au. Come check us out in Melbourne. Thanks for listening. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Like a dragon these nuts over your face. <laughs> oh, I meant to say Bioshock, I- Bioshock Infinite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm editing this one. So, <laughs> Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> 